0: I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Fertility Warriors. I'm really excited to bring you an episode today about PCOS, so polycystic ovarian syndrome. We've done a few episodes before about everything you know need to know about PCOS, so do make sure that you check out those episodes as well. And I just wanted to let you know, in case you might not know, that if you're going for any kind of long car drives or anything like that, I have created some Spotify playlists of the Fertility Warriors. So if you ever want to binge on a long car ride or something like that about some topics that are grouped together, and we'll keep going through and adding more playlists, but you can head to Spotify, check out the Fertility Warriors uh, they all start with the fertility row, so You can see all the different ones that exist. We'll add this one to a PCOS collection. but today we're going to talk about five tips to get pregnant with PCOS. So maybe you've just been diagnosed with PCOS and you're looking for what you can do to help yourself get pregnant sooner. And that's what we're going to talk about today. And these are my five, I guess, wellness tips or wellness lifestyle changes that you can make to get pregnant sooner with PCOS. So, number one on those is change your diet, but don't go on a diet, okay? A lot of the time we get caught up, especially when we have PCOS. And I can imagine that for many of you with PCOS, especially if you've just been diagnosed with PCOS, you've had this really stubborn weight. And you're like, fuck, I slugged my guts out at the gym. I'm doing everything I can. I've been on 3,427 diets already, Robin. And you're telling me this is what I'm going to do. Like, that's a really crappy feeling. And that many people will come back and talk to you about weight loss and that we need to lose weight. And actually, I think that's a pretty shallow understanding of polycystic ovarian syndrome. I am happy to come clean and let you know that I do think, you know, being in a healthy weight range has health benefits. However, when it comes to polycystic ovarian syndrome, often it comes as a result of a hormonal imbalance, which is excess androgen hormones. So almost like excess testosterone and things like that in our body, and which is caused by or triggers insulin resistance right so that's when our body becomes like resistant to the insulin that is released by our pancreas to help force the sugar that is in our blood to then you know go through into our muscles and things like that to be used as an energy source and so as you will see that has actually nothing to do with a number on a scale but it has to do with I guess, eating a wise lifestyle. And if we can control our insulin resistance, we can make huge changes in the way that our body is coping with polycystic ovarian syndrome. So in terms of food and diets, what you need to do is aim for Number one, a lifestyle, a way of eating in the long term. Uh, And the problem with diets, especially things like the keto diet and really extreme diets, is that they don't encourage longevity. That is why it is like an $81 billion industry with 86% or something of people who undertake weight loss diets, you know, that end up, inverted commas, failing and going on another diet because they're focused on these really short-term fixes, whereas we need to be on sort of a lifestyle change. So if you can make small and sustainable little steps towards changing the way that you're eating and things like that, it's a much more long-term focus. But the thing that you want to aim for is basically the cornerstone of good health. It's a slow-carb Diet. So instead of you know, and it's the same for diabetics and things like that. If you start cutting down the processed and the sugary foods, and start focusing more on things like fresh fruits, fresh vegetables, uh, you know, eggs, um, minimal red meat. It's the Mediterranean diet. It's the diet that is proven time and time and time again by science to be the diet, the diet that promotes good health and longevity. It's the same kind of diet that is good for people with PCOS and is anti inflammatory. And we'll talk about inflammation in a moment. But if you can do that, then that's going to significantly help your body cope with PCOS. So, food, aim for long term changes don't aim for like necessarily quick weight loss but aim for slow carb foods you know foods that are minimally processed or not processed at all and that aren't going to give you a blood sugar rush okay all right y'all i am going to say it somebody asked me on instagram just the other day what i would do if i had pcos And one of the first things that I said that I would do is I would just straight up get one of those ovulation trackers because I vividly remember the days on my journey when I would be sat there in bed with my basal body temperature thermometer and the way that you're meant to take them is you put them in your mouth, under your tongue, before basically getting out of bed or moving or doing anything because it's almost meant to be like you're still asleep. And number one, that was really hard. But number two, I never felt like I was getting accurate results. And that is why I wanted to talk about Mira. Mira is one of those ovulation trackers and it tracks your luteinizing hormone with super, super high grade digital results. No more fucking around with when is my temperature dropping or when is my temperature increasing? Mira takes the guesswork out guys. So it has a 99% accuracy. It tracks your hormone levels throughout your cycle and helps you personalize your ovulation prediction, which is just so, so important, not just for women with PCOS, but really when we have any kind of condition and we're trying to pinpoint when we're ovulating the mirror app sits on your phone and synchronizes automatically. So no more digging around with writing down your temperature, trying to figure out, you know, after you've ovulated, if you've ovulated, the mirror app is going to tell you when your fertile window is. Seriously, guys, the tech that is out there is incredible. And what I think is also great about the mirror app is number one, there's a reputation out there that mirror is incredibly helpful and has first class customer service but also number two is that they've designed this technology to be expandable which means that they're looking at how they can expand this hormone panel in the future and if they do you wouldn't need to get a new like mirror box thing So I think that's pretty freaking rad. If you could measure your progesterone, your FSH, your HSG levels, all with the one analyzer, that would be next level, right? And that is what Mira is working on at the moment. So you can order your Mira starter kit at miracare.com. And, of course, I have a promo code for you. It is Fertility Warrior, and you can get $50 off. Let's take a guesswork out. You'll hear me talk about this in the podcast today. One less thing that you need to stress about is ovulation tracker. And that's why I'm really pleased that Mira have come on board to sponsor this episode as well. So remember, enter the code Fertility Warrior to receive $50 off. So the next one, which is actually really important for PCOS and not talked about enough, is stress. Stress causes inflammation in our body. PCOS is an inflammatory condition in our body. And there's a study that was done that analysed like another 200 studies. It's called Inflammation Fans the Flames of Depression and Fuels the Fire, something like that. And it basically talks about how stress, how cortisol, how these kind of conditions go kind of hand in hand with an increase in C-reactive protein, which is one of the markers in our bodies for inflammation. And they kind of just feed off each other and make each other worse. So if we can start employing healthy coping mechanisms, so things like meditation, things like yoga, and you may think that that sounds really simplistic, but it's not, because this same study that analysed 200 other studies found that traditional Ways of bringing stress down, like therapy and antidepressants, were ineffective when coupled with inflammation, but that things like yoga and meditation were highly effective. So, if you can bring your stress levels to a healthier level, then you can also help manage the inflammation in your body, which is helping manage your polycystic ovarian syndrome if that makes sense. So that's number two is stress. Number three is exercise. So see how I'm talking about some all like really big lifestyle concepts here. And I'm not talking about little quick fixes and little, you know, radical diets and things like that. And the exercise that you want to go for, in my opinion, is exercise that is not going to induce a lot of cortisol. And I know that exercise produces a different type of cortisol to say the cortisol that you would be under if you were in flight or flight mode but i think that if exercise can also benefit us you know in other ways as well then that's really positive but we also don't want to do too cardio heavy exercise either so for someone with polycystic ovarian syndrome I would probably recommend something like yoga or Pilates, maybe some like high intensity interval training hit, but really focusing on like yoga and Pilates and things that are not going to be too cortisol inducing, but also not too cardio heavy either. You know, they've shown that like weight bearing exercises and things like that can have a positive effect on our polycystic ovarian syndrome. We want to be building muscle. Things like jogging don't necessarily build any muscle at all. That's all important in terms of managing insulin resistance. So number four is sleep. Just as we underestimate the impact that our mental health has on our physical health, is we always underestimate the impact that our sleep is having on our physical health. And so many things happen while we're sleeping, like our genes reset, our DNA kind of resets. All of these things happen. People with sleep have better better weight, generally. They have better immune systems. They have better coping skills. So if you have an inflammatory condition such as PCOS, you're more prone to having things like depression and anxiety. You know, if you're not getting enough sleep as well, then it's just going to make it worse so it's completely not your fault like you've just got so many things working against you but sleep is a really easy thing to prioritize so you you know work backwards try and make sure that you're getting eight hours of sleep if you are not falling asleep and not having a great night's sleep. Okay, let's work on your sleep routine and have a routine for you before bed. Let's make sure that your room is a little bit cooler. Let's make sure that there's no light coming in your room. Let's make sure that you switch off screens two hours before. And we have a whole podcast episode on sleep. We'll link to it in the show notes. But sleep is a really easy thing for you to improve and also to prioritize. And sleep is one of the most important elements for our health, especially when we have PCOS and conditions that are inflammatory. The very last thing, which is kind of like a wild card way to get pregnant with PCOS, is mindset. And the reason why I say that is because especially when it comes to food, I know that we can be really interested in quick fixes and, you know, this concept of I just want to get pregnant as soon as I can so therefore I'm going to look at like quick fixes like keto diets and like eating McDonald's hot chips and eating pineapple core, that we miss the big stuff that affect our overall health and well being. You know, like the big stuff, the rules are that there's something like 20% of actions create 80% of the result. Yet for some reason so many of us are looking to this 80% of like really hard things but not looking at the bigger picture and the things that are actually going to move the needle and have the biggest impact on our fertility. And the things that are going to have the biggest impact on our fertility is like our health-promoting foods the way that we handle the stress that we're experiencing, making sure we exercise regularly, but making sure that that's exercise that is suited to PCOS, making sure that we get enough sleep. These are all things that require you to some degree to parent yourself and to make sure that you're doing. Does that mean they're easy things? No, they're not easy things to do. They're hard things, but they're things that should be there for the long term and things that will Help you get pregnant with PCOS rather than, you know, putting all of your hopes into like silver bullets or magic bullets or quick fixes that actually won't have an impact and that we think that they will because they might get us a quicker result, but they actually end up taking us a longer time to fall pregnant with in the end, if that makes sense. Anyway. Thank you so much for listening to my five tips to get pregnant with PCOS. Remember that we do have playlists for PCOS, for stress, for all sorts of different things in Spotify. So search for The Fertility worries if you'd like to binge on a couple of episodes and I hope to catch you at the next one. Thanks so much for listening. Bye. for listening to the Fertility Warriors podcast with me, your host, Robin Birkin. If you would like more tools, resources, and courses to help you survive your journey, please head to robinbirkin.com. And if you like this podcast, please share it with others. I look forward to catching you at the next episode.